0: A Radio 1 91FM podcast.
1: Right now, I am a very, very honoured. I'm actually a little bit starstruck, not going to lie, because on the phone, we have the wonderful director Anne Timpson. Hello, are you there?
0: It's so weird, I'm so starstruck. Starstruck at the moment as well. <gasps>
1: what? Why are you starstruck? Because <laughs> I'm talking to you. No, I'm starstruck talking to you. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, this is just going to be a cycle of starstruck. compliments. <laughs> How has your day been going?
0: My day's been crazy today. I've been... Um... Doing a orienteering course with um, crazed ten-year-olds running around um, the northern beaches.
1: Interesting. What have you learned about orienteering?
0: That I'm terrible at it.
1: <laughs> what and, even um, is orienteering?
0: <laughs> it's, it's when you get like a map and a lot of clues and then you run around oh. like a chicken with its head cut off, <laughs> and um, you scream at children and feel really embarrassed that you've. Um, that you've made your son feel absolutely <laughs> appalled that your behaviour is out of control. So, <laughs> apart from that, it's been a it's been wonderful time.
1: <laughs> Incredible. I mean, like, there's worse ways to spend a Friday.
0: There are. Look, it hasn't been... It wasn't raining. That was the one great thing.
1: Exactly. You can't complain about that. But anyway, so we are here to talk about your film, Come to Daddy, which is screening at the New Zealand International Film Festival. How How is it? How is it? Yeah, just how is it generally? Uh, so
0: it's great that it's screening in the film festival, and yeah. first, I mean, it's amazing that it actually got made in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Otago. To be honest, um, not just to sort of uh, kiss up to you, but it's um, it all kind of began in Otago when mm. I did my first sort of um, crazed film ventures when I was at uni down there, mm-hmm. and um, before I got expelled in in a, <laughs> in a terrible way, oh. so in, a, in a really crazy way, um, it all sort of was. Birth from there, and then mm-hmm. it, took, it took a few decades to actually um, create a feature film, which is this thriller, comedic thriller starring Elijah Wood about a father and son reunion that goes very awry. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been really well received so far. People have, um, have seem to be grooving on the on the same wavelength, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, the, all the, the screenings we've had in various countries leading up to here um, have really enjoyed it. So it's been quite a surprise. After mm. All this long crazed path as all filmmaking does (laughs) it's never easy to make these things it always takes a lot longer than you think
1: definitely because i feel like it must feel so surreal kind of reaching this point where you know you've got elijah wood in a film with you and you've got a film that's screening in so many different places like does it do you ever just reach a moment where you're just like oh my god i've kind of i've made it i'm in the big leagues now
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah well no i'm such a at heart and I also know the industry quite well that it's um you know, I can I can let it sort of wash over me and, and get a warm glow bath mm-hmm. on for about a, like a minute before I'm sort of reminded of like how awful this whole industry is and how mm. destructive it is and the reality is that there's just, you know, smoke being blown up your bum for a <laughs> short amount of time and then the reality kicks in that you're just like one of a million other schmucks out there who mm. have made a film. So no i'm not um I'm not in awe of uh, what's been achieved, but I'm actually really proud of the film and Good. and everyone who's been involved with it, everyone sort of stepped up and really delivered um something special so I think because the film is kind of like a personal film project for me, which mm-hmm. is nuts when if you when you see it, it's not exactly what you'd call a personal film, but there is a lot of sort of uh personal connection behind why it got made in the first place and yeah then, um, because I'm not the type of person to make a serious drama about mm. the death of my father. I kind of thought, like, I've got to put it, cash it in the sort of, um, house it in a genre framework. And so it's sort of, um, yeah, it's like there's a personal through line, but it's surrounded by a lot of sort of crazy shenanigans.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. And how did you get your start within, like, the film industry and everything?
0: I, I wrote letters, you know, way back when, mm-hmm. when pens and paper were actually <laughs> in use. I wrote letters to people and annoyed them.
1: Nice. Um,
0: good. Asked to work on, on films and projects when I was really just after I got expelled from uni, <laughs> Otago. I went up to Auckland and then just sort of harangued uh, various people, and I ended yeah. up working on a feature film called Queen City Rocker, mm-hmm. uh, which was a, sort of in the early eighties, mid eighties, a um, a crazy sort of action drama. And then from then I just yeah I just did odds and sods as everyone does. You work in all sorts of facets mm. of the industry. And I have been lucky enough to work in all sort of areas of the film industry, so I kind of have a good perspective on everything, from distribution to exhibition and then production of actually making stuff as well. Because I think we fall in this trap of like telling ourselves to make something, and then if you don't really know how to get it out to an audience, you can get really frustrated as well. So I kind of wanted to. Yeah, I feel like I'm in a good position of knowing all the ins and outs.
1: Yeah, that's so good. And like, is there any kind of, what was like the big pivotal moment in this career where you kind of like reached a point where you were like, yes, I want to actually now make and create my own sort of film? Or has it always been like that and you've just been that's, working?
0: <laughs> no, yeah, it's always been like that. I mean, mm. ever since being young, um, I kind of had a moment of like an epiphany when I was young. We went and lived in the U.S. When I was like ten or eleven, mm-hmm. and and sort of and I and I was at a school that was kind of like had um, a lot of sort of TV and film stars. Their yep. kids were part of the school, so I kind of saw behind the curtain really early on, which was kind of really intoxicating, mm. and but also kind of like ah, oh, okay, it's just that. So there were, I, I, the illusion was kind of broken, but it was also very attractive as well. So
1: yeah.
0: I kind of had the bug early on, and just was a real obsessive film person who used to go to the movies by myself if I couldn't find friends yeah. to grab I would just go up the road to our uh, local cinema and go watch films and then so I knew eventually you know once I realised I wasn't going to do a degree just to satisfy my parents <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people yeah. end up starting to do just things because they filled the gap in, um, and then realised that that's what I really wanted to be involved in but you can't really just say I want to be I want to make a, be a director because yeah. that's virtually impossible. It's like saying I want to be a singer. You've mm. got like a micro chance of actually making an existence out of it. You've got to do something else. So I just thought I'm going to do lots of things that are involved in the industry, and um, whether it's running film festivals or you know working on other people's films and mm. whatever, just to, to keep everything sort of focused on one sort of point
1: definitely um,
0: and then if you do that then all these sort of surprising things pop out from that which is through all the relationships you make um, mm. in in the industry so yeah
1: that's awesome no that's actually like really inspiring as well and also it must feel kind of good to be like you know if you got kicked out of uni to be like wow well, look at me now don't you wish you had me now there'll be like yeah. a placard just being like Antimson once was here
0: <laughs> yeah no I mean look I'm not recommending anyone to like just bomb out and drop out <laughs> of university. I just think, I mean, these days, it's lot, honestly, it seems so hard to get the job of your dreams. It's like, it's, it's a lot tougher out there now. And, mm. but, you know, the whole landscape's different in terms of like what you can do. There's a lot more, um, there's a lot more potential and possibilities in creating your own. Yeah, future, um, which is, didn't really exist there was such a sort of um, mundane and kind of pedestrian sort of setup in terms of the structure of what existed and you yeah. sort of like joined the chain and became one part of the, a cog in this big machine and now you can actually create your own little machine and um, so it's kind of exciting you just have to sort of think outside the box a little bit
1: No, absolutely, and the film itself, Come To Daddy, if you had to give like a brief synopsis of what the film's plot is, what would it be? <laughs>
0: Well, look, to be, it's, I'm going to be really annoying because it's one of those films that literally does sort of chicane a lot and, and jump genres and has a lot of surprises. So Amazing. Telling everyone what what happens, it kind of really spoils the surprise. So, but yeah. the, the guts of it is, is a father writes a letter to his son who pl- is a, played by Elijah Wood and says, um, "I want to reconnect after thirty years. Come and visit me in this really isolated house uh, on this." coast Mm. um, that's away from everyone and then the sun turns up because dad doesn't really play nice as expected and Mm. then um is quite confrontational and quite um bullying and uh they get into it and then things start going south from there yeah and it becomes very darkly comedic yeah Uh, there's a lot of gallows humor in it it's kind of like i guess the easiest way is like if you like this sort of fargo school of
1: Oh, Comedy cool. Comedy Yeah.
0: Then Come to Daddy is kind of up your alley.
1: Oh, I like it. Okay. Right. We're going to go full Dragon's Den right here. I'm the dragon. You're in the bullpen. Why should people come see your film?
0: Oh, because it's like nothing else in the festival. It's, um, <laughs> it's, it's a guaranteed one. If, whether it's a first date or the last date, it's going to be a memorable film that you're going to see at the film festival. Plus, it might not come back.
1: Exactly. So True. A
0: to see it on the big screen, and I think it's playing in like the is it the Regent, the yes. Odeon, yeah, down there. So it's like a, that's an incredible theatre. So it looks mm. like it's you know I wish I could be there, which i would be able to sell it to you guys in <laughs> person a lot better than I can on a phone call <laughs> um, in reigning Auckland. But um, no, look, it's I'm a, I'm like the hardest, harshest judge on on this film but also on a lot of cinema, cinema that's similar. Yeah, And I really feel like this is a, a lot of fun and for the people that, the types of films that I'm into and the ones hopefully that are gonna come along, it's mm. really gonna hit their sweet spot. Um, you know, obviously if you're gonna, looking for the next Notting Hill or, or the next Marvel movie, it's not gonna <laughs> really be a home run for you, but yeah. anything else if you're looking for something off the beaten track, then this is going to sort of deliver the goods for tonight. It's going to be a lot of fun.
1: Yay! Oh, that's so exciting. And do you have any other, like, big plans for the future at the moment, or are you just kind of, like, riding the wave of this for a while?
0: I'm going to ride this wave. It's literally down to, like, four inches high, but I'm going to keep riding it right up onto the June. Good. And then um, I'm going to have to get stuck back into something else pretty quickly after that. But, yeah, no, I've been working with the writer of this one, uh, yeah. who's a UK writer that... Um, we worked on a film together called The Greasy Strangler, which was a lot of fun. And oh, so this yeah. Is, so we've done um, a couple together, and then so we've got another one that's based on a really strange thing that happened to me about 25, 30 years ago. Yeah. We're sort of in, investigating and writing a script from that.
1: Ooh, that's so exciting.
0: It is really exciting.
1: Okay, I have two of probably the most important questions an interviewer can ask. First of all, especially because you're a director, what's your favourite Adam Sandler film?
0: Well, th- this is a good question because my kids are obsessed with Adam Sandler and <laughs> I'm not a snob at all. I kind of love Adam Sandler as well. I love the fact that he gets all his friends to work on all his films. He's incredibly loyal. Mm-hmm. And when he does work with great directors, he's yep. a phenomenal actor, but... You know, most of the time it's like he's got to pay for these, like, 500 people that, like, walk around as his entourage. So, Literally. <laughs> and, so, and talking, so there's, like, there's a lot of Sandler stuff, but I have to go back to Happy Gilmore, which yeah. is, like, Good. one, you know, it just it just hits all the sweet spots of uh, of a Sandler comedy for me. It's It's got the really goofiness, the really simplicity of the jokes, but it's also got a little bit of heart, which, um, which I kind of like mm. as well. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of that. But, you know... Um, He's he's the boy. He's he's the boy. Is
1: that the one? Oh, that's my boy.
0: That's my boy. The one with um the guy from Saturday Andy Samberg. Um, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That is a very good questionable. film. the Al
0: Pacino one where he they, he plays um he plays his sister
1: yes as well Jack the and Jill
0: with Al Pacino, which is a horror show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly, one. it's kind of like a dystopian nightmare that you can't really take your eyes away from.
0: Oh, but. my God, that one's appalling. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, grown-ups. You can't go past the exactly. grown-up
1: I'm so glad that you have a plethora of knowledge for Adam Sandler films like I do, too. And also, final question, very important. What's your favourite flavour of shapes?
0: Of shake?
1: Of shapes. You know, like, the little um, biscuit, like, cracker things?
0: Oh, it's got to be barbecue. Hands
1: really? Down. controversial. Yeah. Hands down.
0: Anyone who has, like, tomato flavour, just get the fuck out of out of my way. Yeah. Something's wrong with you? You're broken inside. <laughs> Tomato flavored chips. Come
1: on. Yeah. No. Not good. Science has gone too far.
0: Yeah. Look, barbecue. The, you know I would have gone chicken flavor, but they changed the chicken flavor like decades ago.
1: They did. Has, not the like, same. Maybe
0: like the green things on it. But <laughs> it's, it's not that anymore. So yeah, I'm going with barbecue.
1: Okay. Thank you for, so much for those insights, and also thank you for this wonderful interview. And everyone should definitely go check out. Come to Daddy, which is at the New Zealand International Film Festival. It's on at the Regent. And do you want to do one final plug?
0: Uh, no.
1: <laughs> Amazing. That's even better. But, no, thank you so much for talking to us, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.
0: Thanks so much for uh, taking the time to chat. And, um, <laughs> yes, go see the movie. Thank yes, you.
1: definitely go see the movie.
0: <laughs> that was the Radio One ninety-one 91FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.